Check, check. Hello, check one, two. We're on. Like Donkey Kong. It is. Welcome to another week of Music to My Beers. Zach and I managed to claim out a little, carve out a little studio time this week, and here we are. That's right. No more poolside, backyard. But it, we, I mean, we could maybe continue that on into the fall. I don't know, you know dude. It's, it's been a suck city week this week. <laughs> I was like, we should do it outside. Rain. We no. should do it outside. Rain. Maybe we can go down. Rain. So, uh, yeah, by necessity, we are indoor kitties this week for Music to My Beers. I'm Warren Cluck with Zach Miller. And as you heard earlier this week, we have a uh, very special thing in the work. We're gonna, works we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the show to uh, to honor our friend Ron Stryker, uh, the godfather of this year' music to my beers program. This was his brainchild. That's right. Yeah, he helped us uh, start that back in 2015, and uh, we're carrying on his legacy and and the legend that he is with this beverage. But we'll, we'll get to details in a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We've got uh, plenty of music to my beers to get to here, and uh, thank you for joining us. Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Uh, I'm excited to be back in the studio. You know, we had a couple of weeks where we were having some fun and uh, chilling in the backyard, but it's going to be back here too, right? Yeah, and uh, thanks to the weather this week, it was we were going to, you know, what we were going to do, we were going to pick a random public park and just do the show from, uh, from, you know. <laughs> Under a pavilion somewhere here around Michiana, but uh, we're back in the studio this week, and part of the reason is we uh, we wanted to make sure we paid proper attention to a very special event we have going on. If you're a fan of the show, then obviously you know uh, it was about a year ago this weekend that we lost our pal Ron Stryker, who was uh, very much the spirit animal here of Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. He'd been here forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, uh, hell, he, he invented music to my beers, this show with uh, with you, and I took us under his uh, his... His wings, we uh, and you know, we thought in the months leading up to this, you know, we wanted to recognize, uh, you know, what a what a big personality he was, but how much he meant to people here in Michiana. So we thought, why don't we get a beer made in his honor? And then uh, things got carried away from there. We announced it earlier this week on Thursday that we've teamed up with uh, some of our close friends at Bearhands Brewery and Granger for a striker liker beer. Yes. If you've been on social media at all over the last few days, you've seen it. Uh, it's all over the place. But we're going to release this. And we'll talk about it a lot throughout the show in the next coming weeks, and then I think I believe next week's show as well. Uh, it's going to be released Friday, September 25th at Bare Hands in Granger. You, myself, Darcy, and I believe Jason are going to be out there broadcasting live starting at 3. And it's going to be available on tap in the tap room. And, of course, we're going to have carry out because social distancing and everything. Right. <laughs> it, will, it will be available in Bare Hands' four-pack of 16-ounce cans, uh, ice cold, and it's got uh, his, his T-shirt graphic on the can. So we're pretty pumped to bring this and. Mm-hmm. A portion of all the proceeds go to benefit two of his favorite charities, uh, Faith Mission of Elkhart and the Center for the Homeless in downtown South Bend over the years. Ron has done a lot to uh, raise money and awareness for both of these organizations. Yeah, it's uh, it's super cool, too, because when we sat down with Bear Hands, we started talking about some of you know it, the style of beer that we would be able to most properly uh, celebrate him with. And I know you know he was a big fan of Two-Hearted. He would say that that would probably be one of his favorite beers. And the fact that we're able to get in with bare hands and do a straightforward IPA, just something that is is going to be absolutely delicious. I'm I'm really excited, especially to to raise it in uh, in his honor and and 
enjoy one. Yeah, so if you're if you're in the area, make plans in a couple of weeks to swing by Bear Hands and Granger, pick up a four pack or four four packs or oh, however, yeah. however many you feel you want to have. I mean, obviously <laughs> everybody has to get that one can you don't open, you just put up on the mantle in the garage or or wherever. That's right. Uh, but we're pretty excited, and thanks to Mossberg Beverage uh, Marketing for helping us out with the uh, with the can donation and Bear Hands and all the guys up there, Chris and Eric and everybody. And I think next week we're going to be doing the show from Bear Hands to uh, to get ready for the release. We're going to talk to Eric. And maybe we can grab Chris and find out actually more about the beer itself. Yes, you know the uh, the, the concoction we're all going to be uh, raising in a couple of weeks. So that if, for the uninitiated, you can see it on our Facebook page. It's on Instagram, Twitter, wherever wherever you find music to my beers, you'll find information about that. We'll hit it a couple more times before the end of the show. But we're excited. We're super pumped, and uh, how many people in your life can you honor with a beer made for them? <laughs> Not many. I can't count count on even a hand except for one, yeah. one finger. Yeah. So this is a uh, this is a fitting tribute to the legacy of a man that we all uh, miss pretty badly here at, uh, at Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. Shifting gears a little bit, Zachary. Yeah. I heard you talking a little bit before the show started today about your uh, your dalliance this week with some pumpkin spice beers. Yes. You I, got into the old pumpkin ales, did we? I did, and I didn't expect to get into them as early as I, I did, but um, a little behind-the-scenes um, tasting allowed me to uh, try the Elysian 4-pack. You, you you know we we know Elysian we know Elysian's yeah, yeah. uh, space dust and and they they put out some pretty good stuff. Well now they, they contact haze I think is another one of theirs. Yeah yeah they put they put this four pack together which includes all of their pumpkin beers. And the last time that I had these beers they were all in bomber form. And so it's, and it's really weird because Elysian being a uh, an Anheuser Busch product right you wouldn't think they would go into the pumpkin uh, the pumpkin category let alone three or four times. Well. The the big joke was when AB bought them and AB was um, had that uh, commercial that aired during the Super yeah. Bowl the pumpkin peach beer or whatever Elysian had one of those so that was the big joke that oh actually one of AB's um, I don't know what do you call products or subsidiaries yeah. Um, yeah so it's it's a pretty good pack and I wasn't expecting to get uh, this basic this soon Is but, it, um, yeah. <laughs> and he, but here we are here we are is it as strong as the rest of their lineup because whether you like Elysian or you hate it one thing I've I, I will say for the entire lineup of their beers they're all really strong yeah like space dust is what eight percent yeah yeah eight point one I think the the lowest uh, ABV in, in the pack was like maybe like a six four or something. Um, but they went all the way up to eight, eight something. They had the great pumpkin, which is the imperial version of their standard punk, pumpkin ale. And I swear, it tasted like you're biting into pumpkin pie. It was so delicious and creamy, and still not my favorite. But what was the worst one out of the pack? Uh, as much as we like talking about beers we enjoy here, we also like talking <laughs> smack on beers we do not like. I would say probably the stout. The stout just kind of fell flat. It was not... Um, that seems like it would be a rough flavor to translate to a thicker beer like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, and the thing was is that you got you got the roasty notes from the uh, the br- that malt in there, but then it was like maybe just a hint of the nutmeg and just a hint of the uh, pumpkin spice flavoring. But the Punkachino, which has always been, uh, a, I'm a big fan of that one. That was the other one in there. That one is like kind of a darker, not quite a stout. I think it's just a standard pumpkin ale with coffee beans added. Now, early, now you said you had a sort of a behind the scenes sneak. Yeah. How do I get the opportunity to take? Are, are they coming out like a four pack? Is this a? Yeah, they should be out on shelves right now. Okay. Um, right, you so should I can be able stop. to. Yeah, stop into Citywide, Belmont. All I was, the I was talk, talking a big game the last couple of weeks. This is going to be the year I revisit the pumpkin and come at it with a new perspective and say, okay, what are these really about? You could do a small socially distanced pumpkin party. I think that would be a lot of fun. And you guys want to come over and taste some beers we're probably not going to like. 
Please enter my please answer my Facebook event request, please. Do it like this, buy up four pumpkins, pour pour the four into each pumpkin, and then let all of your friends try it from that, like with a little nozzle and stuff, and really get the the pumpkin flavor. I'm here for all parties, events, and uh, other say, socially. Distanced. Damn, son, you got some Pinterest action going on here. Let's Zach, let <laughs> yeah. Zach Miller do your holiday parties this year. Do it up. So yeah. uh, we're happy to have you along for another week of music to buy beers. If you missed it uh, Thursday, we talked about it a little bit earlier. We will hit the details again, obviously, and uh, probably talk about it quite a bit. We have a, a beer release in Ron Stryker's honor. We lost him about a year ago this weekend, so we thought let's pay tribute to the man with a special limited edition release at Bare Hands that's coming up on the 25th. If you need more information, you can always hit up the Facebook page of, geez, Music to My Beers, The Bear, uh, pretty much anywhere. We'll get to details a little bit later on. But, Mr. Miller. Yo. But, Mr. Miller. But, no. Uh, every once in a while, our friends at UpRocks.com will reach out to some of their favorite bartenders and uh, and come up with a list of uh, of things that I don't. they think we should be drinking. A lot of times it's seasonal, and these lists are always fun because you get to see what different bartenders in different parts of the country are are saying is is something we should be drinking and the this month's feature article at uprocks was bartenders tell us what the best double ipas to end summer are going to be Ooh, you know we just had the release of the double two hearted so i wonder if that made the list did it at all it did not no? okay but, but abel's product did Ooh, okay and i think that we might find a little bit of issue in this but uh one of them is the uh the train wreck it's the Sweetwater 420 strain wreck. Oh, the 420 strain, everything that they do with that series is so good. Like you would you smell like you're smoking weed um I haven't while drinking seen, a beer. I haven't seen this available in bottles and I haven't I they don't have the cans of the Sweetwater on my end of town, but it's uh, mm. it's in cans, the Train Wreck Hazy Double IPA from Sweetwater. And if it's like anything else in their entire series, you're right, you open it up you're like, "Wow, it smells like college in here." Yeah, right. <laughs> My wife asked if there was a skunk outside the house the last time that I opened one of a can of those. A uh, bartender by the name of Nicholas Wyatt down at Teddy's Bourbon Bar in Prattville, Alabama, says that he likes how bright and citrus-forward it is, but it has the uh, notes of vanilla. And then I like how he adds the oddly familiar herbaceous finish. <laughs> uh, another, du- another double IPA we should be ending summer on, La Cumbra's Full Nelson. Hmm. I'll... I'll admit right now, I've never heard of these guys. Uh, bartender down in Delray Beach, Florida, by the name of Timmy Hoffman, says that this is the one to go. It's jam-packed with hops uh, over 10 pounds per batch. Wow. It's bitter, but it also has a nice juice to it. Mm-hmm. And I remember when, when we first started getting into craft beer, the double IPA was, I mean, it was it was a fist in your mouth. It was always, it was extremely hoppy. It was a little bit bitter. It was very just rough. Well, and that's what we sought after, too. We sought after the, the hop stupids of the bunch where it's just like a punch-in-your-tongue type uh, blast of hop flavor. And then with the hazy kind of uh it's it's amazing way. to me how they've been able to not only kind of taper off because I've had some really stellar double double and even triple IPAs the last couple of years that you would never know unless they told you yeah wow your face is going to feel red hot after you drink this can <laughs> i know the feeling it's super smooth uh our next beer uprocks.com's list from bartenders the best double IPAs to end your summer season on this one we are very familiar with and it hasn't been available in the area long but we get it wherever we can I know the Hop Station and uh, the Lobber downtown typically have it on tap. From New Hope, Pennsylvania, Nico Diaz, the owner of Craft Cocktail Services, says that uh, Toppling Goliath's King Sue is a definitely must-drink by the end of the season. Yeah. Oh, man. That's another one that prior to them coming to the area, I don't think I had ever had because I got my hands on Pseudo Sue 
every once in a while. Somebody be passing through Chicago, you pick it up at Benny's Beverage Depot there, and then you got pseudo Sue, but King Sue. Yeah, oh. and the funny thing about about King Sue and pseudo Sue is when we couldn't get it, pseudo Sue was a big deal, and it's a great beer mm-hmm. until you have King Sue, and then suddenly the pseudo Sue for me has fallen out of favor. It's a beer. Beer built for kings, right? Yeah. Uh, King Sue, it's a little bit pricey. I think it's like 17, 18 bucks a four pack. So that usually keeps me from stocking up like multiples. <laughs> but every few weeks, I'll treat myself to a four pack. Uh, another double IPA you need to end your summer on. And sadly, this is going to be a you need to know somebody who knows somebody. Oh, no. Uh, Sarasota, Florida, Florida, a bartender named Jack Dusty at, uh, he says that Pliny the Younger. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, plenty of the younger something we got to check out. It's eleven percent, and uh, from Russian River out in California. I did see that they put plenty in cans. Did you see that? Yeah, it's in cans and bottles, and, and I, it's it's going for president. Plenty for president. I, I don't know how we're going to be able to get our hands on any of this. But no, because it was always plenty. The elder was the first was one of the first big hype IPAs to get. Yeah, and then uh, eventually we found out they do a plenty the younger that is a tap room only release, but they just recently, I think this year, started putting it in bottles and making it available. Oh, okay, but you have to get out there to actually yes. get it. Yeah, okay. you're not you're not going to be able to find it uh, uh, here. But this bartender says that hey, the uh, the comparison there is no comparison. Wow, I know. Hmm. But it would, I, it would be interesting to see what Russian River's done with the last ten years of IPA uh, progress. They well, they may be like how Bell's is here. I feel like Bell's is very slow to and three Floyd. Some of the bigs are very slow to get into the 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 new game. You know, like they're not putting out the hazies left and right. Bell's it took them. I feel like two three years after a hazy was introduced for them to even release the official IPA. Yeah. Um. I I I feel like they're like we have a good product, so why would we change that? You know. Moving forward. The next one on the list is Fiddlehead's Second Fiddle. No. Oh. This is a Vermont brewery, and it's one of that... Uh, Vermont, man, it's, it seems like a state we got to get out to, because everybody everybody who's like an East Coast IPA chaser, whether it's like Treehouse up in Massachusetts, Vermont has like a a wealth of incredible IPAs. They that, what's, um, what's the other one out there? Uh, Hill Farmstead. You got a hand on yeah. Hill Farmstead. I want to say it was a double IPA. It's incredible. There's got to be something in the water out there. Maybe it is the water. It is got to be the water. Maybe it's not something in the water. It is the water <laughs> itself. The next one on our list of double IPAs you need to close out summer with. And this one, I know we can get some of these around here. The Pipeworks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have a Ninja versus Unicorn double IPA. And it's supposedly just all pineapple and pine, which sounds like right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the they says the the person the perfect balance of bitterness and sweetness and a lot of bit of tropical and at uh, at eight percent it's one of the lighter ones on this list. Uh, another one and and I gotta call kind of BS on this. Uh oh, somebody not know what they're talking about. Well, Bell's obviously from Kalamazoo and Comstock up in Michigan, and uh, one of our favorite beers, one of Ron Stryker's favorite beers. We like to have a lot of fun at everybody's expense, old man Ernie and everybody with the <laughs> Hop Slam from Bell's. Oh yeah. Uh, bartender on San Diego said Bell's Hop Slam is hard to beat as far as a double IPA goes to close out summer. But correct me if I'm wrong. This is like a what? It's a winter release around these parts, isn't it? It is. It is. I, I, I know you can keep it that yeah. long because it's so high in alcohol. I I won't. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to dis- disagree with it because Ron would actually keep. He'd buy up cases of it every time it came out in January, and he would keep it through well through uh spring break and sometimes even summer sometimes a new fall season of hockey would roll around he'd bring in a cooler full of beers and sometimes there would be a hop slam in that cooler and he'd hand me one 
<laughs> and it's not too bad. Well, I think we've got a couple of months before we can get back at some new uh, Hop Slam. I think it's January, February. We're like, Hop Slam! Let's keep one. Let's just keep one just for the heck of it and keep it for the end of summer. Like, drink it Labor Day weekend next year. All right. Here we go. That I can deal with. Now it's just all self-control and discipline between now and then. <laughs> right. I did not get drunk and drink the beer we were saving. Oops. <laughs> Uh, one of the uh, we'll, we'll do a couple more of these, and then we'll, we'll get on with the show. But uh, these are bartenders' picks for the best double IPAs to close out summer. Uh, St. Petersburg, Florida bartender says, Florida Man double IPA from Cigar City. Florida Man. Florida Man. Great name for a beer. Love it. And uh, I, I, you know, I was wrong. Bell's Two-Hearted is on this list. Okay. Double Two-Hearted is? Uh, double Two-Hearted, yeah. Nice. And, and, uh, and they said it. everything we know. It's just like a double. It's like a Two-Hearted on steroids. I've got a couple of them in my garage right now that I'm... Save it for one of those days. You come home, you're like, I just want one or two, but I want it to count, man. I want yeah. it to count. So if you want to check out more, you can go to uprocks.com. They've got uh, there's about five or six more beers on this list of double IPAs to chase down. And the more we get into the craft beer thing, this has always been the time of year where we're, our tastes shift and we sort of make that down three-month slide into stout season. But I don't know, some of these IPAs, they do pretty good all winter long. <laughs> We've got a lot of music for my beers to get to. We're going to get to the beat we here in just a moment. A thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B movie. All those many years ago, when we first started the show, the very first feature we ever did, we decided we needed to pair movies and beer, come up with a rating system. And the rating system, by the way, only stuck for like three weeks. Now we just kind of base how many beers <laughs> we throw and how well we like the movie. But uh, it's a little feature we call the B movie. This week, we're doing The Longest Yard. Not the original Burt Reynolds version, but football in its pro form is back this year, so we're going to do the Adam Sandler version of The Longest Yard. I love it. And uh, Actually, wasn't Burt Reynolds in this one as well? He made a cameo in this, yeah, as well. But uh, uh, for whatever reason, The Longest Yard has turned into one of those movies that is just on cable. Every lazy Saturday, you just flip around and inevitably, like, Comedy Central's playing it, or, like, uh, geez, even Oxygen, who knows? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go first, though. Okay. This isn't a great movie. It's funny. And you know what? I think they show it on cable in the summertime on Saturday afternoon because if you're having a lazy Saturday, this is kind of the movie that's going to let you chill. You're not going to get out of your seat laughing. It's not <laughs> the best movie. It's one of the last movies Adam Sandler made before he started to take a turn for the more dramatic and got into some of his Netflixy stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Uncut Gems yet? No. Is it good? Uh, I enjoyed it. It's it's a, a it's a wild movie. It's not an Adam Sandler movie at all. Uh, who else? Jennifer Aniston's in that movie? Or no, no. This is the one he did for Netflix, and it's uh, Kevin Garnett is in the movie. It's it's. I know I've heard of it, but I, I it's super couldn't... indie. There was even talk he was going to get an Oscar nomination. But you watch that wow. movie, and then you go back and watch some of those years where he was just cranking them out. <laughs> and man, the Longest Yard just is, is not that great of a flick. So if I'm going to need to sit back and and really get into the Longest Yard, I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this mm, one 12-pack of the original Coors. Oh, okay. The, the banquet beer. Because, uh, I mean, it's funny, but the, the jokes, the, eh, I don't know. Not 
great. It's not that great. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how many sexually assaulted in prison jokes could you possibly make in uh, one movie? By yeah. the end of it, you're like, okay, I get it. All right. It's been so long since I've seen this one, and like, I had to do it's a little bit a of movie, research. It's not a movie you're going to go back and revisit either. No, it's not like like for me, Beer Fest is a, an absolute must that I go back and I'm like that movie every single time I watch it, I'm or in tears. Office Space Office or Super space. Troopers, Caddyshack, but the longest yard with Sandler is not a go back and rewatch. Doesn't hold up. No. You know what it is? Maybe I'm just mature now, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the director is the same guy that brought us Tommy Boy, Fifty First Dates, and uh, 2008's Get Smart. I, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it six, just because I know Adam Sandler. He he was trying. He was trying to get back to the Happy Gilmore days, the days of uh, Billy Madison, and all those. The good old days. Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of comedic actors will follow the same thing where you have your first four or five movies that do really, really well. Yeah. And you start crushing out these more or less formulaic movies that are kind of all the same. Like Will Ferrell, another great example. He had his huge comedy hits like Talladega Nights. Yeah. And uh, Step Brothers. Old school. Old school. And then things started. Then there was Blades of Glory. And then they're, they're like, he just had one come out for Netflix that uh, had Julia Louis-Dreyfus in it. And then it came and went like really quick. I missed that one. Yeah. It was a movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. I might have to look it up. There were a couple up. on vacation. There was a snow and a mountain involved, but I digress. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, okay, I'm going to go with eight. Eight beers. It's going to take me eight beers to get through the longest yard. Um, and one that I don't think it's around anymore. Um, it was a Dan Patrick beer. The Audible Ale from Red Hook. Oh, because Dan Patrick's friends with uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah. And okay. they, I mean, and, and, you know, he would always talk football. He, I want to even say he's on Sunday Night Football and stuff like that. So My favorite thing about Dan Patrick now is all summer <laughs> long, he would just break into his show and say, Dan Patrick here for uh, Wolf Pup Session IPA from uh, from Golden Road Brewing or whatever the hell it's from. It's either that or the Mango Cart Session IPA. I would sell out just as quick as he does. Yeah, so. bet- between that and Traeger Grills, old, old DP's <laughs> casting some fat checks all summer long. <laughs> yeah. So there is our uh, our B-Movie selection. Raise one Willis uh, with us, won't you? We have a lot of music to my beers. Almost a whole full hour and change on tap yet. We have to get to the pick six. We're going to do split one a little bit later on in the hour. We're going to get our lips wet with a little bit of a brewski. A double IPA like oh. we were just talking about last. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Gird my loins between mm-hmm. now and then. Mm-hmm. We're very old men. Uh, actually, on that note, and Zach touched on it a moment ago, one of the the founding, the founding father of this show, our pal Ron Stryker, who we lost about a year ago earlier this week, this was his brainchild, and Zach mm-hmm. and I, when, when Ron passed away, we decided it would be what he wanted for us to carry on the show. We thought about ending it and saying, you know what, let's just leave it what it was, but uh, but we enjoy doing the show. We had a lot of fun with Ron, and we've had some some great memories over the years, so we thought it's uh, it's probably appropriate for, for everybody if we just continue on the show and, and keep doing music to my beers. But we've also teamed up with Bear Hands Brewery and Granger to pay what I think, at least, I think this is the highest honor you can pay somebody. Is we are uh, we're having a beer made for Ron, and you can pick it up at Bare Hands starting on the twenty uh, fifth. It's a Friday. We're gonna have a whole release party. We're gonna be down there, social distancing as much as we can. But it's called Striker Liker. We're very excited about it, and we're gonna find out more about the actual beer itself next week. When we have uh, when we, I think we're doing the show from uh, from Bare Hands. We're gonna talk to Eric, and maybe we can get Chris on, who actually made the beer, and yeah. Uh, and find out more and, and, and give you details on, on maybe uh, if you could have some on tap. That's going to be a lot of fun. So find that on our Facebook page, on Instagram, on Twitter. And I think the Bear has been sharing the hell out of it as well. Uh, that said, last weekend after the show, I took off to Fort Wayne for a uh, an evening of fun and frivolity downtown. Yeah, how was your trip? 
I've never been. I've been to Fort Wayne, but I've never been down there with the sole purpose of having uh, having some beers and staying the night and doing some investigative drinking, as I like to call it. Oh, you didn't want to introduce yourself to the people, people that now hear you weekday right, morning six right. to ten. I'm, I'm, yeah, the, I'm the bear in Fort Wayne. No, <laughs> no I wanted, but I, I did want to go see because uh, I mean we've had some two toms here on the show. We had mm-hmm. their, their Tom Foolery IPA a couple of weeks ago. That was a really great treat. I know they did a key lime beer several, jeez, eight, nine, ten months ago. Yeah. Pre-COVID, I think it was last fall, that was just out of this, just outstanding. So uh, my wife and I went to Two Toms. We had a great time. We were there really, really, really early. Oh, nice. Hey, they o- they opened, and we were in the door like a minute later. I felt like such a drunk. I'm like, hey. <laughs> you so, guys open? Hey, but it was cool, but we had the whole place to ourselves, and we got to go around and try. They had three or four different new IPAs on. All of them were great, and uh, it's just a, it's a fun little area. My personal little fun thing about craft breweries these days is finding out where they are. Mm. One of our favorites, Wax Wings up in Kalamazoo, is in like a dump of a mini strip mall. <laughs> but it's fun because, you know, the smart business move is, is is people are going to come to you because you're a brewery. So, I mean, it doesn't need to be the nicest place in the world. No, no. You probably get in for a pretty good amount of rent, too. Yeah, I think way back in the day, Three Floyds was the first craft brewery I went to that was in the back of a, you know, otherwise nondescript business park. Yeah. <laughs> and you go up to you go up to Perrin now in Grand Rapids. It's almost the exact same layout. You go back at this giant warehousey business lot and... And there's plenty of elbow room for breweries to grow, but also mm-hmm. it, uh, and and two times is very much the same way. It's in a little tiny strip mall, similar to Wax Wings. They've been there for uh, forever now, and if you ever get a chance, the uh, the place is pretty great. While we were there, there was a bartender named Jeremy who said, "Hey, I also work at this beer bar called Deer Park." Mm-hmm. And I thought, "All right." He said, uh, "He goes, we know the Hop Station guys, Casey and DJ. We're all kind of friends. We're sort of in a you know unofficial sort of I guess elbow match to see who the best craft beer bar uh, can be in Indiana." So we packed up, we left two times, and we went over to Deer Park. And this is one of my, it's now my favorite, it is now my favorite bar in all of Fort Wayne. That's awesome. The beer selection was incredible. I walked in and I, I saw the coolers and I thought, okay, this is going to be a good time. So my wife and I decided we weren't going to pick any beers we already had. We were only going to pick beers based on the label art, not exactly what they were. They had a huge selection of hoof-hearted, and uh, I was like, that looks great. I'm going to try this. And it was a 14% stout in a 16-ounce can. Whoa! Yeah, my wife looks at me and goes, you know, you've got to lay off a little bit. This we got a long night ahead of us. And I said, okay, fine. So she picks a beer based solely on artwork. It's like a 10.5% double dry oh hop, triple IPA. I pick another hoof-hearted. It's a 12% stout. Things just went downhill really quick. <laughs> but it was a great time. They have a fantastic selection. The staff is super friendly. And if you're into Hop Station here and you're over in Fort Wayne, definitely check out uh, Deer Park. That was a lot of fun. And we also went to Fortlandia. Mm-hmm. And because of COVID and... Uh, some miscommunication. I was there, oh, two hours before they opened. So we just uh, we kind of looked at the joint and, and took off. But it's it's Fort Wayne's only nano brewery. Very, very, very small in the middle of a neighborhood. That's cool. That's And then you also went to Hoppy Gnome, right? Or now yeah, it's yeah, Gnome we, something? We went to Hoppy Gnome, and uh, that's a beer bar and a brewery. And that was a lot of, that was a lot of fun as well. The, food, the tacos were spectacular. Mm. But uh, it was just it was good to just get out because uh, since this pandemic has happened, I don't think I've left Michiana. No, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I may have gone on the Niles a couple of times. You've rode the motorcycle here and there, but yeah, yeah. When, I mean, just a day trip here and there, but I've never yeah. stayed the night. We've never, you know, my wife and I have never traveled as a couple and stayed anywhere. So it was really great to get out of our normal environment, see mm-hmm. a new city, and find out the beers that uh, that they get to have every day and uh, and drink up. So if you ever get a chance, hi. This is Warren Clark from Music to My Beer saying, drink Fort Wayne, Michiana. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do something about getting in Fort Wayne, too, maybe being on the uh, you know syndication over there. Yeah. We'll start the push right now.
Let's do it. Uh, we have a whole, uh, geez, less than an hour left of music to my beers. We have to get to the split one, which I'm really thinking because of the way the show paces these days, we should switch places with the pick six because mm-hmm. I get mighty thirsty. I know. Uh, maybe next week we'll we'll make the, the split one first. Maybe we'll do that right out of the gate. It'll be like, hello, welcome to music to my beers. Now we're going to crack a beer and sip on it the rest of the show. <laughs> we do a lot of talking to get to this uh, beer drinking feature. This is the uh, point in the program where we like to put beers into our own six pack have like our uh our staff picks if you will from music to my beers like if we if we had the video store do you remember those friday nights going out to blockbuster and just seeing the wall full of sean's picks doug's picks sophie's picks sophie's (laughs) choice so we're gonna do that right now with our our pick six and i'm gonna start it off with one that um Typically around this time of year, and especially when I last weekend I got together with uh, another couple, another family, and I didn't really know what style of beer they're super into, so I got the uh, sampler pack from Upland, and I thought, what better than than the sampler pack from a a uh, brewery that's in and around the Bloomington area because they both went to IU, and I thought, okay, this comes with the Dragonfly, it comes with the. Uh, Bad Elmer's Porter, the Wheat Ale, and uh, a Campfire uh, Sessionable Ale. But I I forgot how good Bad Elmer's Porter is. And I want to say they do another one that's like barrel-chested or something like that, and it's uh, it's their own Scotch Ale. But that was pretty solid, if you could find... And it's fun, because I know that Porters are not... They're not off-putting, but it's definitely no. an acquired taste, because not every craft brewery... Like, everybody has a stout, everybody has an IPA and a hazy and a sour, but not everybody has a Porter. Yeah. And uh, if you if you take time, usually it's got to be the first one you drink, so you really get the full complexity mm. <laughs> of, the, of the flavor. Uh, I, a good porter from time to time is tip top. It's nice. It's roasty. It's especially as the uh, temperature drops down into the fifties in the evening, and sometimes even dips into the forties. I would go with uh, Bad Elmer's Porter, and I'll throw that up there. Um, I'm also going to throw in one that you can't get around here. You got to know somebody who sometimes knows somebody because it's only available in Wisconsin, and that is New Glarus's Spotted Cow. This family, uh, they have a place up in Wisconsin, and, and as a good goodwill gesture, they brought a case of spotted cow. So I got to sip on that farmhouse ale, and it was just absolutely delicious. That straw-like color that has kind of a, a horse blanket. I was trying to explain to my wife like what makes a farmhouse a farmhouse. Yeah. Um, so, just so the, good. Saying the words horse blankety to somebody who doesn't really kind of know what you're talking about is extremely off-putting. <laughs> I'm like, how about Band-Aid? Does that... Does that do anything yeah, for you? Yeah, like it's a, it's a real, it's almost like a, I don't know, musty, strawy, <laughs> you know what, never mind. Um, and then the last one that I throw in, I, I want to pick this one up at like ASAP, and so I may head over there after the show today, but Bare Hands released their Double Westie. Oh. Big fan of the Westie already, but the Double Westie, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to jump right off of what Zach said for my pick six. I, I have Double Westie on mine as oh, well. Yeah. Uh, I had it the last run of it over earlier in the, earlier in the summertime. <clears throat> Dude, awesome. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's a lot like uh, Two-Hearted. And the ta- Double Two-Hearted just tastes like an amplified, stronger version of Double Westie or of Westie. But it's not as... It doesn't taste as strong as it is, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. You sort of get caught up in it a little bit. Like, whoa. Whoa, that's a double. Yeah, for sure. Whew. For sure. Uh, I had one of them earlier this weekend, and this batch is as great as the last run. Mm. And uh, the next beer on my list is Miracle Toast from Hoof Hearted I had at Deer Park Irish Pub when I was over there. It's a cinnamon stout, and the cinnamon 
is really pronounced, and it doesn't have that really candy caramel sort of cinnamon sugar taste. Yeah. It's actual, you get that cinnamon. Like, you know, if, if you take a container of cinnamon, you hold it up to your nose, it's just 100% cinnamon stick. That's the, the nose you kind of get a little bit, but it really comes rushing through on the back end, and it's like 12 or 13%. It is strong as an ox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so good. And the next one, uh, my final pick in the pick six, and uh, I love anything from uh, the guys from Burnham do. They're very inventive, mm-hmm. and I had juice puns for the first time last week, and it's awesome, dude. And it's, it's a funny name because... Everybody who does a juicy IPA, the same thing with, with with hop puns. Eventually, they were just like, we're sick of all this crap. Just call it juice puns. Juice puns. Yeah, I so, love it. So I appreciated the name. So there's my pick six this week, and I'm already thirsty. We have... And I wish I, I, wish I knew this, this was going to be it, because I would have been like, you know what? Let's just make this the first feature in the show from now on. <laughs> let's, let's put it up front, in front of everything, and uh, just split one, and we could just sip on it as we go through the show. Maybe... <laughs> Yeah, we'll think about doing that. A while back, Zach and I got pretty busy with the show, and we were we had a lot going on, and we thought, you know what, we can't always stop down to uh, to drink five or six beers during the course of the show, but we got to make sure because it is a beer show, we have at least one. Yes, and and I mean we've we there there were many a times, especially like there's been historic shows where we've had multiple beers in, yeah, in a given and, sitting. And we're coming up on another one here. I'm sure we're going to uh, have more than a few around the holidays for our annual Christmas bottle share. Uh, tell us a little bit about this one because this is one of our favorite breweries from Dyer, Indiana. Yes, uh, I only I I'm only sorry, one of our favorite breweries, comma from Dyer, Indiana. <laughs> I think they are the only brewery in Dyer, Indiana. I I it only took one word for me to be like, yes, I want to purchase this one for the split one, and that word is pineapples. Because that just sold me on it. It's from Windmill Brewing. Oh out, yeah, sorry, out in, out in Dyer, and uh, I haven't had a bad beer from these guys. <sighs> I finally, I've seen enough of their beer on the internet that we went on a beer tour a couple of years ago and decided to make this one of the, the pit stops. And uh, what one is this exactly? Because their titles are all always long and ridiculous for this series. This one is called Memes, Pineapples, and Wait For It. Ellipses. <laughs> gotcha. That's all. I, I don't know if they, they meant, and wait for it, double milkshake style IPA with pineapples. Um, the first thing you get in the nose, loads of pineapple, and you hold it up, and it's not—it's not especially uh, thick beer. No, it doesn't look too hazy. Um, I mean, it's not necessarily clear, clear, but it doesn't look like one of the hazies that. <clears throat> whoa, whoa! Outstanding! Wow, that is like a pineapple punch in your mouth. Mm. What's the uh, the ABV on this? Because it it always shocks me at how well some of these citrus flavors cover up the alcohol bite. Um, what would otherwise to... what would otherwise be a real strong beer? You know, we might have to actually go to the interwebs for that one because oh. it doesn't say it on the can, and you know that's a good time when you can't find the ABV on the can, but it says double. You're like, Whew. anything Windmill puts out that has the word memes in it, their meme sickles, their memes of dreams, this pineapples and more memes, whatever. It's always a must buy. You don't see it available all the time. I know that Citywide on Grape typically has a couple of windmill beers in stock. It's a lot of fun. They've got a cat out there that lives at the brewery. You can go visit. It's a, it's really? A, yeah, it's a fun little place. That's it, right. It, you went to it. It very much has the vibe of like a small town, like a window shop, coffee coffee shop that also happens to sell tons of craft beer. Let's have you play the guessing game for the ABV. I'll tell you higher or lower. 8.1. Higher. Hang on. Let me take another sip. <laughs> It is. I, I, I get some heat on it. Like, the, it's not... Like, when I first took a sip, I was like, wow, that's got some alcohol in it. But it mellows out. 8.3? Higher. 4? Higher. 
Higher. 8.8? Higher. It's a 9 percenter? It's a 9 percenter. 9.4. Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and it, and one of the things you learn too uh, with some of the double IPAs and like in let's we'll take a four pack of windmill. This probably goes for around here twenty three, twenty four dollars, twenty five bucks for a four pack, mm-hmm. which seems like a lot. But four sixteen ounce cans of a nine point four percent beer that's plenty. If you spread oh, that yeah. if you spread that alcohol out over a twelve pack of Coors, it's about roughly you know. It's the same amount of booze, really. Yeah, yeah. You could spend a an afternoon or an evening drinking a, a four pack of this. Yeah, and and I haven't done it yet, but this to me totally would be a beer that you could, uh, if you if you're taking your time with it and it starts mm-hmm. to get a little bit warm, throw it back in the fridge for a bit, throw, throw even an ice cube in it because of the fruity nature of this. Mm-hmm. And you're right, the longer you wait, the longer you talk after you've swallowed, the more that booze heat you start to get a little bit. So now it does. You can tell it's a little bit strong. Not nine point something percent strong though. No, it's nice and smooth. Well, I think the pineapple. I think the pineapple and lactose is really what does it for me. Because that milkshake, mm. perfect beer for kids. We didn't say that. All right, he's got his mouth full, so I'll start for him. It's time for news and notes, Zachary. Oh, it's my turn. It is ah, your turn. I grab the microphone. I tell you what's coming up. What, what we can look forward to. How long do you think it would take you to drink a sixteen ounce can of that that uh, memes and pineapples? Like, how, how long, long should it take? How long should it take? I would say give yourself a good hour. Okay. All right. Because um, I, what I like to do is I – actually, this would be a Ron Stryker thing, which we'll get to in a second. But That, Ron, that, that guy is letting it come up to temp. He would order two beers at a time when we'd go out. Yeah. And I, I remember my wife, the first time that she met him, she's like, he, he just – ordered the second beer but we haven't even had the first one yet and it's it's you let it come up the temp because you let that one sit out you let it open up aerate you know maybe pour hard too and then let everything kind of i mean it was like a a a fine wine for him i think the first time i ever saw him do that was uh we went to a cbs release years and years (laughs) ago at fiddler's downtown and that was one of the first times i've ever been out craft drinking with striker and (laughs) he did that he ordered he ordered that he ordered the CBS and then he ordered some other IPA to, to drink and I said, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, gotta let it come up to temp." I was like, "What? <laughs> what are you new?" Yeah, so we let it, he let this beer hang out for like an hour and a half while he had two other beers, <laughs> and only then was it right. So yeah. yeah, okay, if you let this come up to temp, I can see you take an hour, hour I, and a half. I would because what I initially like doing is like sipping it right straight from the source. Initially, you know, as as I've just poured it in the glass and it's super cold, taking a sip. All right, I've got that in my mind. And then over the course of the hour, the beer just changes with the gradual temp rise. And so you get it, you know, about halfway through. And then when you're almost finished with it and you got a little bit left, plus right. the backwash, then it's nice and, uh, hmm. it's, it's good. My problem with IPAs is I need like some sort of governor to slow me down a little bit. Mm. Stouts, I could let go for an hour, hour and a half, but IPAs, I'm like, boom, you get half an hour on this planet, then you're done. Boom, boom, boom. I know. I was going to say that that's the proper way to drink it. And then how I would typically drink it would be in like 15 minutes and then it'd be like, where's the next one? Yep. Yep. My man. All right. Back, um, back to news. Okay. Enough. Sorry for the detour. Hey, no, we're all good. I just got self conscious. I'm like, am I drinking this too fast? Zach's taking his time with it. Okay. No, I'm, uh, I'm, de- I'm definitely sipping on this and, and, I'm moving through this one pretty quickly, but um, so Bells is doing a 5K stroll um, actually on the weekend, uh, or actually it starts the week of September 28th. Okay. That Monday through the weekend, it's a virtual 5K. Typically they do this, it's a hoppy 5K and stroll. Sorry, excuse me, but you can participate in it um, and get the the t-shirt and then also... um, 
post up a little about it. They've got the the event posted on their Facebook yeah, page and stuff. That's what a lot of 5Ks have been doing. Uh, I know the Family Justice Center and their bacon run this year a couple of weeks back had to go a virtual 5K, which is, dude, my kind of 5K. Yeah. You mean you're not going to sit and watch and make sure that I run? Cool, dude. <laughs> Hey, I'll just we'll just go on merits right now. Yeah, there you, know? you go. Right, right. The honesty scale. Um, and then the other one that struck me, and we haven't, I don't think, talked about it on this show, but Three Floyds they put out that they're doing their like very first not normal haze. Yeah, uh, I saw IPA. that. It's called the Barbarian Haze, so we can look forward to that in six packs, and it looks like six packs, six pack cans uh, should be coming out here. Uh, relatively shortly. Perfect. Pick that up. And then last but certainly not least, and we've been talking about it frequently on the show, but uh, a big event that's happening in a couple of weeks is the uh, release of the Striker Liker with Bare Hands. And uh, they're, they, they've collaborated with us. We're going to honor Ron Stryker, who passed away just a little over a year ago, um, to uh, with with a beer, and we're gonna raise a glass to him. Yeah, it's been a uh, tough few days for everybody around here because, especially with him popping up all over everyone's Facebook and uh, dominating the news feed. But we thought, what a great way to you know put a positive positive vibes on the whole experience. You mi- we miss him tremendously, but it's also gonna be fun to get together and uh, and remember him with some some beer at bare hands. So hopefully you can make it. You can join us. There is an event on Facebook, and we're going to talk about it, I'm sure, during the week. We're going to talk about it pretty much for the next two weeks. So, Well, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, you hinted at it, we're going to be at Bare Hands. Uh, the, the next show, we're going to record there and uh, talk to Eric uh, Faust from Bare Hands, and then also uh, maybe talk with Chris a little bit about yeah, find out exactly the IPA. what we're going to be drinking. Yeah. Yeah. forward to it. That's going to do it for another week of Music to My Beers. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we will see you back here, same bat time, same bat channel. Kids still say that, right? No? I okay. think so. Yeah. Mm, uh, mm. All right. Uh, on behalf of Zach and myself, this is Music to My Beers. Cheers. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.